Welcome to Wide Flank. Hello and welcome to Wide Flank. This is your Captain Teddy speaking. <laughs> this is Sarah Elazar. <laughs> That's a fucking good intro. That's the best intro we've had. Damn it. I really wanted to do the whole thing. Um, Danny is really this, the, the, the best at this. The voice um, actor. Yeah. My old, ve- yeah, my old yeah. Veggie Galaxy intro. <laughs> Uh, we, we're here. We're here with flight navigator in the cockpit. We're here with flight navigator Alon. Hello, and flight attendant Danny. Please take your seats. He will be serving <laughs> you refreshments throughout the journey. We're going to be uh, encountering a little bit of turbulence when we get to Act Three of Prey. However, um, uh, it's going to be smooth sailing as we talk about the genre, which is where we're going to start. Um, well, actually, Danny's going to do his intro. <laughs> Uh, also, this is a Game Club episode. Uh, we played Prey. Uh, game Club is where we pick a game, play it over the course of a month, and then talk about it after we're done. So uh, buckle up, because we're, we're doing Prey. We're headed straight for Talos Space Station. <laughs> Danny, tell us about the game. Yeah. All right. So we played Prey, the 2017 version, here for two, referred to as Prey. Uh Prey is a kind of genreless game, um, combining elements of shooters, Metroidvanias, immersive sims, and stealth games. Um, it was developed by Arcane Studios, which is also the studio that developed the Dishonored games. Um, directed by Ricardo Barre, uh, and the game was published by Bethesda after Bethesda bought the rights to the Prey franchise um, earlier in the 2000s. The original Prey came out in 2006, but its initial development started in 1995. Um, took quite some time for it to actually get out. Uh, and then they were working on a sequel for a number of years, which was eventually axed because it was suffering from the same kind of delays as the original. Um, during the mayhem, Bethesda bought the rights from 2K Games and Human Head Studios. Uh, and even though it's they use the rights to the game. There's no connection, no story connection. There's no, it's not a sequel. It's not a remake, not a reboot. Um, it's like a spiritual successor is probably the best way to describe it. Um, it was a, one of the most popular games of 2017, mostly really strong critical reviews and user reviews of the game. Um, people praise the nonlinear gameplay and immersion of the game. Um, there was some criticism of the story and storytelling, but, uh, Especially people highlighted how well made and like solidly built the game was for a game that is like such an open concept um, and nonlinear. And uh, yeah, and we and we played it. Yeah, I think also it's uh, Arcane has like their main French studio. And this kind of came out of their Austin studio, which is like a fledgling uh, new studio that they like kind of built out to build this game. Um, so it's kind of like one of their first major releases. It's like two studios within one. Interesting. Yeah, I think genreless. What you said, to, uh, Danny, is is pretty accurate because I think you could make a case for like five different genres in one, and it kind of even questions like what is a genre? Like, what's a shooter? It doesn't really describe anything about the game. It just describes the first person perspective and like having a gun <laughs> at some point. So yes, this qualifies, but then it also is kind of an RPG and I don't even know what an immersive sim is, but it's probably kind of that too. And it's kind of open world and Metroidvania. And it's just like, 
it, the scope of this game is really, really wide. Yeah, I think a great way to kind of, I, a great way I've, I have for kind of thinking about the genre of this game, I think it's great. We'll see if it's actually great. Uh, <laughs> is it's really player dependent. Uh, mm. I mean, certain aspects like immersive sim, I think it universally has that, uh, and shooter elements, of course. But um, like this was not a stealth game whatsoever for me. I know that there are stealth mechanics and people use them. I literally, I don't, I may have snuck past one enemy in my whole, you know, 26 hours with the game. Um, so for me, it's not a stealth game, but definitely could be. Somebody, somebody played that a stealth for game. For sure. Some, yeah. sca- some scaredy cat wouldn't come out behind <laughs> cover. Yeah, I think it's like definitely a Metroidvania, definitely a shooter, definitely an immersive sim. Um, yeah, I, um, we were, t- we were talking about uh, Unfinished Swan. I don't know if we talked about this on another podcast. I think we did, but yeah. I, maybe Doom. I don't know. Yeah, but right, it's, it's it's a game where you start the game in a big white blank area and you have a reticle. And when you fire, when you click, uh, paintballs come out and you basically just paint this whole 3D space to discover the world and traverse it. Um, that's a first person shooter right it's nothing like half-life 2 nothing like bioshock nothing like portal nothing like this game yeah um so i mean genres are just really bad tools to translate things um that being said this game's an immersive sim (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean while you were talking danny i was thinking like oh maybe that's what people mean when they say immersive sim is that it's basically like a choose your own adventure story not just the, I'm not even touching on the story aspects now where there are a lot of choices and different endings and all that kind of shit, but in stylistically how you want to solve your problems and what skills you want to level up and, and that stuff and how you want to deal with enemies and combat sort of defines how the game plays for you, like you were saying. So maybe, yeah, it's a, for some people it's a stealth, for some people it's doom, for some people it's, you know, whatever, just an RPG. So maybe maybe that's what it means, but I don't know. It's kind of just everything all at once. If you can read emails in-game, it's an immersive sim. <laughs> if you have a wrench and there are emails, <laughs> there's someone complaining. If there's a generic HR email on a computer at some yeah. point. <laughs> Fair enough. How many emails do you think you read? I mean, like 500? probably yeah 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 quite a few that should have been a stat uh, like a post credit stat like some yeah. other stuff yeah did you did you find out how many neuromods you used by the oh, way i didn't look sorry no it's fine i i, I got mine i used like 150 or 140 i think yeah i i used 205 so oh my God. i definitely read more emails than neuromods used so <laughs> holy shit wait maybe we should talk about what a neuromod is yeah. because it's such a core component you want to you want to go teddy oh sure um yeah i mean maybe we should just talk about the game a little bit like yeah yeah uh give give some uh uh summary real quick so um it's kind of even hard to explain because you don't really know what's going on for a lot of the game yeah or till the end so spoiler alert this is the game you you (laughs) can be absolutely ruined for you if you listen to anything um so basically the game takes place we, we can skip the intro unless you guys want to talk about it but you wake up you're on a space station um <laughs> and a research space station where you're developing neuromods which essentially are ways for transferring skills between humans 
Um, basically like the Matrix, except in order for Neo to learn Kung Fu, he we have to take a person who knows Kung Fu, record them doing it onto this thing called a Neuromod, and then anyone who pays enough money can take this Neuromod, squirt something, in, inject something into their eyeball brain, and they now know Kung Fu. Um, so this space station is developed to research this technology. Um, also, as a part of this uh, conflict is aliens. The, the way you're developing neuromods is there's an alien species that has been discovered, um, and they break containment at the beginning of the game. And the game is about you deciding what to do about this problem. Yeah. Um, whether you are good, bad, how you navigate the space station and deciding what to do, whether you blow it up or join forces or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, the alien species, they're like, uh, there's organic material that comes from them or exotic material from them that is used to build the neuromods, which is why it's all being done in space. Yep. And you're, you and your family are basically the heads of the company that run the space station that are handling all the research and super rich company because neuromods are already being sold on in earth. And, you know, so there's a lot of like family drama also. <laughs> also it's, succe- it's succession in space. <laughs> succession plus every <laughs> sci-fi movie you've ever seen all in one. Uh, um yeah so neuromods you had a lot of them teddy huh oh yeah this is your second playthrough right the Mm -hmm. so like you i imagine there was because once i finished the game i was thinking a lot about how like oh i could have done this build or i could have gone like this skill tree or played it in that way but i really also had no interest in replaying the you know 30 hour game um so did how did you find the second playthrough yeah, I think I think it's probably. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to. Ha- I, I really loved it. I love I love this game. Um, I, I think the first time I played it, I didn't really understand what kind of game it was. Um, I wasn't really exposed to the immersive sim genre. I played Deus Ex a long time ago. This is, by the way, where immersive sims comes from. I think mostly is Deus Ex kind of like RPG. You mm. um, you have like lots of different skill trees uh, that you can use to interact with the world, whether it's like being really strong to pick up boxes or being a hacker and hacking terminals. Um, and so I didn't, I, I, I don't know. I didn't really like understand that this game was that. So I think about what you were saying, like maybe halfway or two thirds of the way through my first playthrough, I was like, Oh my God, I like, there's so much I could have done in this yeah. game. Like I've been, I just, didn't get it um so this playthrough i just like was able to experiment in a lot of different ways that i didn't the first time and that was enjoyable it's been a long time um but also yeah it was uh did you guys feel like you you got it right away like that there was multiple ways to do things it sounds like a lot you were kind (laughs) of you kind of discovered halfway through or something uh yeah, I mean, I kind of, like, people would talk in Discord loosely about it, you know, our Discord, and, like, you know, I talked to Damon a little bit, and you guys a little bit, but I don't know, I kind of just chose Hacker without thinking, because I was like, 
I think I used to want to be a hacker. Hackers was like my favorite movie growing up. I was like, yeah, cool. Um, but then as you go through, it's like, oh, this is like kind of useless. And I wish I had the way cooler, more powerful stuff. And I wish I knew, which definitely detracted, I think, from my then rest of the playthrough because I was just like, oh, I'm so much like weaker and more useless than I could be right now. Um, which was not a thing that I liked. I mean, yeah, it, it's this type of thing that I wish I knew more going into it. And I think you could have without like it being a spoiler or something like that, that like this will drastically change how you play the rest of the game instead of just being like, yeah, I guess I'll upgrade this. And oh, I guess I'll upgrade this also, you know, whatever. Like it sort of felt like it didn't matter. And then by the end of the game, you're like, oh, it could have been a completely different experience. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like past gaming experience that comes into play with this. Like looking at these skill trees and you're always in a game like this, you're always going to have a health bonus. You're always going to have a like damage bonus. Um, And yeah, definitely. Like if you went all in on hacking and leverage with your first 20 neuromods, that would that's going to have a big effect, Um, especially as the combat starts to ramp up. (coughs) Um, So I definitely I didn't I didn't get it for a while but uh i chose i basically was just like i just don't i want to be able to kill anything i fight so it was like neuromodding you know i was upgrading my security weapons performance and like i got hacking to two so i could get into most terminals and stuff but um i early on i kind of i actually thought i was subverting the design a few times like i was using the glue gun and i was like oh i I wonder if like they meant for this to be able like for me to be able to you know there'd be like leverage level three blocking something it's like oh maybe if I glue gun on top I can drop into the room it's like oh I can um like I guess I'm just a genius <laughs> and then I started realizing like I was seeing the level I was seeing the verticality of the level level design a lot more um and exploring you know overhangs and you know light tracks that are you know, mounted on the ceiling and finding loot up there. I'm like, Oh, I think I'm starting to figure out like, this isn't just supposed to be like, you're not a high enough level yet. You can't come in here. It's like, you just don't have this particular skill. So try something else. Um, but it's probably when I finally started paying attention to the recycler charges that I realized like, Oh, there's really not many hard blocks in this game. It's like, if there's a, or at least leverage isn't a block because you can always just recycle anything that's in the way. Um, but that came that came pretty late, later than I'd care to admit that I started using the recycler charge. Yeah, I, I never... It wasn't until really I started... Fin- I finished the game and started researching for this podcast that I was like, oh, that's what people do? <laughs> like, oh, they like, you know, make staircases with the glue gun and go up the wall and skip sections and... You know, like all this shit, recycle, like big... Did you not use the glue gun like that? I never had glue. I basically, so I went funny. like, I was I was writing in the Discord channel. I mean, there were, there were like five hour stretches where I had no glue. So I was just, I was mostly wrench. Because I just had no, <laughs> I never had crazy. any ammo. I never had anything. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's worth like talking about. So if you... We also we should talk about the glue gun because that no one knows what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the glue gun is a uh, it's a giant. It's like a big gun that shoots this like building material out, 
and it basically just like you can see it in my background so like yeah you can shoot it on the wall and there would be like a clump of this rock there and you can interact with it so you could like jump and climb on top of it so like there's like a second floor way behind me you could like put it on the pillar in the corner put a few of them in a row and you could jump and climb up it um you can also use it to like glue enemies and freeze them in place temporarily uh so it's just like yeah combat platforming i mean i think the glue gun is a good encapsulation of the immersive sim the the variability of the design right so you shoot an enemy with a piece of glue it slows them down you can then decide, do I want to save my glue resources and run up to them and try and kill them while they can still attack me? Or do I want to keep shooting them with glue to freeze them in place completely and then they're totally vulnerable? So there's like a trade-off question right there. Then you can also do something like, is an enemy in a bathroom? If so, you can just seal the bathroom off with glue and just keep it trapped in there. Also, if you're in a big fight, you can run into the bathroom and seal the door off heal yourself, reload, break the glue, come back out. As also in Danny's screenshot, you can use the glue to like build a staircase along the wall and jump into a security station. Um, so it's, you can also, if there's like electricity on the floor, you can use the glue to right. make a safe walkway. Or um, fire, fire shooting out of a pipe. You can, you know put it on the pipe to to get through a ch- uh, choke point or something like that. Also, I watched a, a speed run. Did you guys watch any speed runs? No. I've seen clips really of some. They the beat it in or... under seven minutes. And the first thing they do is when you get to the lobby, they like sort of glitch through the main shaft or the the main lift. And then they're just in it, but it's it's not powered. And they're just shooting like singular blobs of glue to like grab onto as they plunge all the way down and skip like every room and place in the entire space station to just get to like basically the very end like what straight are they, away how do they end it um i think the null wave like they make the null wave transmitter but there's also the arboretum escape oh, pod escape right? Right, right right yeah so i think i think that's probably the fastest but i just watched the beginning and i was like oh my god like they're just they can just like that's how open the game is like obviously glitching through the wall you you're not supposed to do but like yeah and i like there's elevator shafts that you know about early in the game like up to your brother's office up to alex's office but you're you're locked out and you can't go there until way later in the game but you can just glue and like jump and climb up the elevator shaft and just get to his office like right away um all of this stuff i realize like people listening to this and even you guys are probably like oh you didn't even like play the game but like i don't know i didn't have glue i didn't know i could do any of this i used it to kill shit early on and then i didn't have glue for hours so don't know what i was supposed to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean like so, and maybe even we can even talk about like some of the stuff. So, like, there's a security station also in Danny's screenshot. But like, if you want to get into that security st- station, Alon would have like has hack, right? So Alon can yeah. just hack the key That's right, key dude. code, right? So I think I think it's kind of an illusion, actually. How a lot of times how the game res- responds to your play style. Um, basically, you can get in this room, right? There's nothing you can find basically throughout the game that is game breaking. Um, 
and they basically reward you for you can explore and find the key like the key card for this room right you can be a hacker hack into this room you can be like danny and glue your way over the top um if you research the alien ability tree you can morph into a coffee cup and slide under like the ticket window like hole um you can so use sick. you can use like a dart gun that people have to like shoot the screen and open the door yeah, shoot the computers <laughs> yeah yeah or you like can there's... level up the strength thing too right and right. rip the door open yeah right um all of these just get you in the room right yeah. so it's not like in some ways it's not that sp- special uh the game isn't like responding to you that distinctly right. however even though I knew playing this different playthrough, my different skill trees would basically achieve the same thing. It still felt satisfying to me in mm. some ways. Like it was just like, I can, I'm just, I don't know. I felt uh, like it, it, it was me playing as, even though it was like kind of an illusion. Um, Interesting. Yeah. See, I, yeah. Like you said, I mean, I, I just hacked through everything basically. Like I was like hacker four. like I, I could just get through any door um really not satisfying at all like you just play these really it's like a flash mini game that is a bad one really bad and really easy and you just get in everywhere so i wasn't there was no point like i'm making it sound like i was upset that i was out of glue but i really wasn't because there was nowhere that i couldn't get into i just it was just boring and i didn't like the game (laughs) <laughs> like maybe if i was forced maybe if there was no skill tree at all and glue is all you had then like maybe i would have found the more creative ways and felt more um you know expressive or something in in the space but i just went through the front door every time <laughs> yeah right i don't know yeah there's a uh quote from the game director who said that we did not want the player to solve singular solution puzzles, such as simply finding a key for a locked door, but instead think of this as a living dynamic world where there are tons of solutions possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there are things you can't hack, right? Things that require a key card. Um, There's like physical spaces that you can't get to, even if you like have hacking abilities. So um like maybe it seemed like it was just like oh I can't get to this part in the game yet, but actually you can't right. Like Danny got to Alex's escape pod like as soon as he got basically to the arboretum. He like glued up. He like climbed some tree, got up to the top, and then like glued his way across like the scaffolding of the yeah, arboretum. Yeah. And well, got I got to- that's how I got onto the scaffolding, and then I just was mashing jump so I wouldn't slide off and walking forwards along the edge of it. Amazing. Until I got to the escape pod. <laughs> and right, like, and it's like, you, you're like, oh, I broke the game. But the game, like, basically allows for all that stuff. It's in some ways, like, almost like Stanley Parable or something. It's like, yeah. what is the game? Like, am I breaking the game? Actually, the game knows I can do this. Um, mm-hmm. And often, like, if you find a body or loot, right, you're like, they, oh, this is the game recognizing that I did something creative or uh um special like they the only way here is by uh uh like finding some hidden thing or gluing into like the i don't in the arboretum that like pit that you can like land on there's like a body in there or something Mm. 
It is interesting. I mean, yeah, like you said, I, I just, I would have to, I would honestly have to play it again to answer the question, do these different play styles, are you rewarded for the different play styles? Because I don't know the answer to that. Because I just had basically one play style and it wasn't fun and I didn't like it, but it's, you know, maybe, maybe something else would be a lot more fun. Um, like, does the tree that you choose actually matter? Like, if you're getting into the room, no matter what, does it actually matter and affect the rest of the game? Do you feel different while playing? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I can, I can, I think I can. Well, Teddy probably can too because he played it twice. But sure. like um, the first half of the game, all I was doing was security weapons. I didn't explore the morph tree at all. I was honestly a little overwhelmed. And so I was just Me like, too. I'm just going to be tanky and upgrade my shotgun like crazy and just build shotgun shells and pistol ammo. I love that. And uh, so I played mo- the, probably the first 70% of the game like that. Um, and then, sw- then kind of switched. And then I was just honestly because it was really hard to kill enemies um and i was like maybe i should try using more of like the psi abilities and the uh the uh like typhon skill trees and started using kinetic blast and um mind shock and all that stuff and it was a i don't yeah i mean i think i don't always have a ton i i don't i in games that have like psi abilities like mass effect i just like i'm not that i was never that interested in it um i was like much more interested in like a sniper than i am in someone who can like levitate enemies yeah so i was just naturally not drawn to it um and having more fun kind of blasting my way through but then but then i did have fun and felt like it was the combat especially was a little more varied when i started introducing that because so i'm thinking about like okay what kind of enemy am i fighting okay so i need to use the psi ability okay i need to use um you know fire on this or shock on this and um, yeah, we should mention that the the typhon are the alien species and basically you put on that what's it called retroscope the thing you put on uh, psycho psychoscope that you put on to like scan the different types of enemies. There's not that many enemies, but you scan them and like research them, and then you have the ability to neuromod the alien skills to you once you once you start learning them. So yeah, it's not just like strength and hacking and that shit. It's also like mind control and more like you said, like Teddy said, like morphing into objects <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Think- Every everything the aliens do you can do, which I think yeah. is like is neat um yeah what were you gonna say danny i was gonna say just kind of continuing on the not just with the skill trees but like just the game rewarding the player Mm. um i i think they did a very good job with it uh it's not an easy balance to strike because i always felt like especially the last of us one didn't reward my exploration enough um like if i took the time to fully scout out an entire area after combat especially on harder difficulties, I'd get like a couple spare parts for an upgrade I don't even really need later. Um, that was like too little. Or I'd get a, a, an artifact or like a collectible that I don't care about really. Um, and then I can't think of one off the top of my head, but a game where there's just like insane amounts of loot everywhere and it's just like yeah. a, like Minecraft. I don't know. It's like a grind to pick up all the coal. So I'd like to pick up coal. And um, I felt like the game really rewarded my time and exploration like there was always like some useful items when i decided to climb up to some really weird place that it looked like maybe i was supposed to um when i like followed a maintenance 
shaft. I found something either like a transcribe that started a side quest that was interesting, or it was a, the power for the room, um, you know, things like that. And I, you know, it's not a hundred percent of the time. It didn't feel like that, but for the most part, uh, it came, they gave me just enough where like every time I found loot, I was like, yes, like, okay, this is great that I got extra ammo for this and don't have to craft any, um, right. or like, Oh, this just opened up the game in an interesting way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do feel like there's a lot of this game. This is the first time that this has happened for specifically me, but I feel like I almost wasn't ready to play this game. Like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that you guys like and we talked about already is like, this is like past video game experience and knowledge that you're bringing into this game. And for me, it was basically all new, like this whole the whole concept of just like a spaceship where there's no rules and there's nowhere to go specifically and exploring. And at first, like we did the Patreon episode like a couple weeks ago, like at first the immersion really worked for me. Like when you first wake up in the apartment and all the stuff, I was like doing stuff that I don't normally do in video games is reading all the excerpts from the fake books and turning on the shower and, checking every single cabin, picking up every piece of loot. But yeah, I just got more and more like bogged down with how much there was. And I was just overwhelmed to the point where like by the last, like, I don't know, 25% of the game, I was like, just get me fucking through this. There's like too much. I'm not going to like do this for every single room, every single dead body, every side quest. I was just like, Dude, like, there's too many. I I probably finished the game with like forty unused neuromons. Just like I don't need them. Like I'm just gonna beat the game. <laughs> yeah, I I I experienced something similar with the side quests in the game, where I was just like, after a while, I was like, I just I just want to advance the story. Yeah, and I actually after finishing the game, I became much more interested in seeing some of these other ones through. Just like the last sequence of the game, I had a lot of fun with. Um, it's kind of like you don't know what you have till it's gone, and those are locked <laughs> off now. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, like yeah. it. But that's also what's kind of nice about the game is like, well, I've got all these side quests, and I am confident that I have enough loot, enough gear that I can actually just pursue the end of the, like move on to the end of the game now. Yeah, yeah, which I appreciated. Uh, so the two things here. One is. <laughs> One is I, I and I thought about this for a while because I know Alon, you are kind of like not into this. Is the more you don't like the game, the worse this problem gets, right? Very is true. The like less you're excited about exploring something, the more it feels like you there's no way into this room, or uh, you you don't feel like there's a purpose for exploring it. The less like flavor you get for the world, the less like actually mechanical advantages you get, right? You get less neuromods, less stuff, yep. um, and then less ability to explore things. And it's the the next area you get to, it's like it reinforces that problem even more. Yeah. Um, the combat is more grueling, right? It's like it, you the enemies get harder and better, and you're just sort of stagnating. Um, <laughs> and there's something that 
you can you can jump in if you want but there's something oh, about- i was just gonna mention my notes are gonna be funny that we send out to patreon subscribers after the fact because i'm just getting more and more cynical like every no every single like line like to basically the point where where you're describing right now or like in my last or, or second to last session beating the game i'm just like oh another room that's just fucking pointless i just spent an hour like platforming to and dying from fall damage like and just like this fucking game you know <laughs> just getting more and more annoyed by every little thing that at the beginning i thought was like cool and interesting right yeah it's um it's like a failed relationship <laughs> it's like when your partner like you, you the the love is leaving or whatever you know brought you two together at first and then like the little things about them that maybe used to think were cute or maybe still sort of annoyed you, but it didn't matter. Now start, everything amplifies and just annoys you more and more until like the breaking point. <laughs> the, uh, I, and I don't know, I, I don't know how you guys feel about difficulty in this regard, but this is one of the things that I think we always talk about difficulty if difficulty matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those games where I think well, in general, I think the the special thing about difficulty is that it forces you to, um, if it's good, it forces you to really contend with the game systems. And that's, you know, kind of what this game is. So that's what immersive sims are about, right? Um, that's what they say anyway. It's, <laughs> you know, you run out of glue. Okay, what are my options, right? Oh, I can't kill this guy with my guns. He just has so much health. Like, what yeah. what can I do here? Um I'm out of ammo. Uh, okay, there's like what? What can I do in this area? There's um, there's some oil on the ground. There's like a tank over there that maybe if I can get to it, I can throw it on this guy. Um, it if it's easy, especially like early on, you like develop these these solutions which are shoot and go through right. Yeah, um, and it's wrench the mimic. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And the game. And the game reinforces that right it's like here this is how you use the wrench and that's how you kill enemies right um and right i think all of us had this problem right we all my first playthrough alon's playthrough danny's playthrough we all didn't really get it um until too late to enjoy much of the game and yeah it's you know i it's hard because like you want to be able to you want to be able to have players discover this for themselves, but you don't want to spoon feed it to them. Um, so, but they, but they spoon feed tons of other shit too yes. with pop up tutorials, but they don't teach you what's actually valuable to like learn how to have fun and enjoy the space, you know, which I obviously fucking hated. Danny, you look like you have something to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I agree with what Teddy's saying. Like, I definitely. I, I think I, was, I kind of described it before. Just how later in the game, I was just having more and more trouble in combat, and just kind of forced me to explore the Typhon tree and, um, like, and to actually look at what the psychoscope was telling me about weaknesses and stuff. Um, and I, I think, I mean, I totally sympathize with you know your criticisms or your experience with the game of a. Uh, like it seems very plausible that a lot of this, the interesting things could have been not revealed. Um, 
for me, there were just a few, there were a few key things that happened or aspects of it that kept me mm. in for long enough for me to get there. I right, feel like, right. like, uh, there's the opener was so solid and exciting that I was like, Oh, I really want to see where this game goes next. Um, just story wise. And then it's funny because later the story, like I felt like the story was less and less engaging and became more generic, but, um, you know, and then there's some like really, I don't know. There's some really satisfying things that happened in fights like, uh, or, you know, that happened with the platforming and exploration where I was like, you know, I was into it or when I did a spacewalk and it felt really good, you know, they just had enough very obvious pieces that kept me, kept me in long enough to get there, which is why I, call that like if i was reviewing i say that's very well designed by them yeah like i i agree with all of the really good things that you just said and i think again like on that patreon episode i was there like i think my that most fun i had with this game was the first time i played it the first whatever it was eight hours or whatever i put in or five it was less than that it was like five hours or something like that before we recorded um and yeah all of that stuff was so cool well the first time you go to you leave the ship and you're in space is incredible like at that point in the game i was still in like this is so cool exploratory mode but unlike you danny i think it the whatever kept you in long enough just did not work on me at all like as the main story faded i just lost interest like I, I I had to like reread the plot before we recorded tonight because I was like, what happened again? Like it's like I don't I didn't care. Like I I just found myself being like, and maybe this is something else that we should dive into. But a lot of the game deals with like philosophical decisions and like morality and like you know even from even from the very beginning when you take like a Rorschach test and a test of like you push the man in front of the train to save other people like it, it it plays on that kind of stuff a lot but i never cared like i like i never felt like i was the character and i never felt like my personality was represented represented in the game or by the character so like i was just detached you know i didn't give a shit what happened to the fat man you push in front of the train. Like, who is he? Like, uh, he can die, whatever. I didn't care about the hum- saving the humans. I had no empathy for them at all. Like, unlike in, like, The Last of Us or whatever, where you, like, love Ellie and, and certain characters and it sucks when some people die and stuff like that. I never felt any of that in this game. So the as the story faded and it became sort of more meta and more also more just like generic sci-fi. I was just like, whatever, you know, I was just kept being like, just get me through this. Yeah. I have a, I have a note. Uh, or Ted, do you have anything you wanted to say before we start talking? I, cause I'm interested in jumping into kind of like the philosophy of the game and yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I just, there's a, there's a part where January it's when you save, I like you save, or I guess you can save a bunch of people in the cargo bay. Um, before right, you, right. And January, your like operator companion, your like AI companion, who is you in the past, uh, you know, thinks you're planning to destroy the station, the space station, um, to stop the alien outbreak. She asks you like, why, or she's like, it's interesting that you save these lives, even though you're about to kill, like kill everyone on this station. Like, 
you know, you have a lot of compassion. It's, you know, really interesting. And the moments like that, was just like, I didn't do it because I care. I was like, I did it because <laughs> I'm doing all the side missions right now, you <laughs> yeah. know? And like, I like, like exploring this world and there's just the first one. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And then it just, it keep, it keeps kind of piling on. And especially if you do a series of side missions in a row, she re- reacts to all of them with like some of these questions. And, um, I can't, I really can't tell if, if they think these are interesting, uh, like this is an interesting commentary on what you're right. doing in the game. Um, but I, I, it's, I think it's really shallow and like, uh, not, it's probably the least interesting thing about the game for me is the, uh, the dilemmas presented by these, these things. Yeah. Yeah. So the game, I think early on, there's like three different books in your apartment, right? They, things they talk about here are free will consciousness like what does it mean to be conscious it talks about the fermi paradox encountering alien life it talks about utilitarianism versus deontology right it's like what do you do on the in the train tracks do you push the fat man to save do you kill someone to save people or not right um but there are like a couple paragraphs about them and it's all a bunch of different questions i feel like they could have been like okay we're going to talk about utilitarian philosophy like is it worth killing people to save other people and we're gonna present a bunch of different scenarios to go over that and i I think that's actually the strongest case in the game is utilitarian philosophy it's like is it worth some amount of harm to achieve greater good right and i think i think Again, I agree with what you guys are saying. Uh, I think they could have done a much better job here, but I do think like this ultimately is 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 the question of like life in general um, uh, and how to be like a good person. But uh, right, I think the Transtar or the people at Transtar, right, like Igwe and Alex Yu and even Morgan early on are saying like, is what we're doing here the suffering we're causing? The test subjects were like torturing to create these things. Uh, basically they're killing all these like ex-cons to generate Typhon material for the neuromods. Right. And the question is like, is this worth it? We're generating like, you know, tons of benefits for humanity, right? Is this a moral action? Um, Some of this, you kind of have to project on these questions. You have to project onto it. It's not exactly asking these questions to you. Um, but like i think a really like the trolley problem is really abstract right it's pointless it's in a tutorial but then when you did you do the shuttle side mission along where there's the shuttle that's headed towards seattle that left the station mm, um i don't remember you basically come across like a dead body and there's she's like there you get her transcript that says i'm contemplating the what to do about this shuttle that left half an hour before the typhoon outbreak um, it's full of people who are headed for Seattle back to earth. Um, but I'm not sure if the Typhon were on it. She's like, I think 30 minutes is probably enough time that they, they didn't get on, but it's, you know, I don't know if we can take the risk and she's killed. And basically up on the screen is an option to blow up the shuttle mm. and it has a timer for when it's going to land on earth. Right. So it's like it takes this kind of like pointless abstract question that like they ask in every 101 philosophy class. Yeah, yeah. And like this is a video game, right? It's like it's it's a it is a version of the trolley problem, right? It's a we're going to give you 
maybe not quite a simplified, but a simplified philosophical question. Like, what do you do here? Is it worth, you don't know the, all the facts. In fact, life is much more complicated than simple philosophical questions. What are we going to do? Um, and I think like that's right. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to blow up the shuttle and make sure the Typhon don't escape. But it's like, it, you know, I think that is, I, I don't know if you're, you like Danny, were you, did, did you do that? Like, did you feel like that was, like, I, I didn't feel as a person, I, I, I feel like I was thinking as a person, like, what would I do in this situation? Mm. Um, I also was role-playing throughout the game as like a, I'm going to do whatever it takes to save the most people and kill anyone I have to. See, I don't. I'm. I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like that's like a second playthrough type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the type of thing that maybe if I played it again, I'd be like, "Let's see what happens if I save everyone," because I know sort of the vibe, and I know you know another spoiler, like how the ending where you're like evaluated and that kind of stuff. Like I'm, I'm curious about how that happens, and there's a different ending and whatnot. But yeah, that I. I never felt like I was asking myself the question, you know, whereas in a a more like a Last of Us or something like that, where like you are Ellie or you are Joel, I feel like it's a more interesting question from someone else's perspective versus trying to project me into the universe or something like that. Like I'm you know, my famous quote, I'm never, you're never Gordon. Like I never felt like Morgan. So I also don't care. Like, I don't, if the shuttle hits Earth, like who gives a shit? Like, I kind of want to see what happens. Are they going to kill everyone on earth? Like, cool. You know, <laughs> like I, I, I don't feel any morality in those at all. Um, yeah. But they, I mean, I could pose that to you right now. Right. I don't actually feel any morality. Yeah. Right. I think these are just like interesting to talk about if nothing yeah, else. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I think uh, I think it's an interesting question. Um, I just felt I just feel like because the character, a lot of the characters, are really generic, and the like. So, uh, it just wasn't. It's not a very. Impa- it doesn't. I don't feel a lot of impact. It did. I did think about it, and I think I like overstepped when what I was saying before. There are definitely some parts where it's better than others, and like this is one that I think is better. Um, and was like a the shuttle question, the shuttle shuttle question, yeah, yeah. Which I was like also shocked that I'd come across. It was just like kind of this amazing moment where I was like, (laughs) oh, this is like a great piece of exposition. Um, and I, uh, but I, 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 I agree more with Alan, where I just like I didn't really feel like Morgan that much, or I didn't feel like, or honestly, no, that's not true. I, I, because I did kind of role play as Morgan, but my my kind of character was a. Just like, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know how I'm going to solve this. I'm just going to kind of see, I'm going like to learn more about what's happening here. I definitely don't have all the pieces. And um, it's, uh, this was one where I was just like, I don't even know if I'm going to blow up the facility. And like, maybe I'm going to like kill all these people in this shuttle. And I did it. Similar kind of thing, right? Because I just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, that, like, sorry to cut you off, but. <clears throat> there was a bullet a podcast called Bullet Points that I listened to and they all absolutely despised the game. So I was like, oh, you know, my people oh, I gotta and, listen. Um, yeah, I gotta listen to this podcast. But 
one of the quotes that I like took from that episode is the the woman on there was like, "Would she?" This is a quote. She said, "Would you push the fat man in front of the train? I don't care who's the fat man. I don't know. You tell me. Who am I? I want someone else's perspective and benefit of their knowledge and experience." And they brought up the end of The Last of Us, which obviously you know we recently played. When you're Joel saving Ellie and going on an absolute killing spree of innocent people, you know trying to cure the world of a pandemic it's uh, to me it's much more impactful to do that and then talk about what you did through joel than to be you know presented as sort of like philosophical question you know what i mean because like you're joel and you're going on the killing spree and it's fucking crazy and it's like oh my god joel's nuts is joel the bad guy you know all of these sorts of questions and then then we can go on a podcast and talk about like what the fuck just happened and what was Joel doing and like that was crazy but yeah like like I, I think me and Danny are roughly on the same page where in this I was I was much more detached I was much more just like I don't know shrug yeah cool interesting <laughs> yeah I, I, I guess I mean I think role-playing is an important part of this experience right um it's in some ways, it's like you're a scientist, Danny, right? It's like, oh, I wonder what happens if this happens. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. it is, um, I mean, that is kind of the whole game, right? You're just like, what are these things interacting? What happens if I do this? Does the game respond? Um, yeah. Uh, like, I watched all the things that can happen to Doll, the bad do- guy who comes to the base who's like a pointless character, but... Um, fucking lame character also right you can just murder him you can not get to Alex in time and he murders Alex you can see it happen if you like watch um, you can remove his neuromod so he forgets who he is and he'll fly the <laughs> shuttle home um, that's what I did right and these are like all moral questions that I think like exist in the system of the game that are just f- fun to see these things interacting uh, but to what you are saying, Alon and Danny is like, there's a certain amount of like, uh, handicap that I give a game like this because it's, you can't have the, I mean, the last of us is so good because you can't do anything different. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it is telling you a very concise story that's predetermined for you. Um, and it's great for that. But also I think our criticisms of these games is like, what happens if you don't want to do that? Like, what if yeah. you don't agree? Um, not to say that it's bad, but it is like, it is a, maybe a deficiency, especially as a game. Right. And so on the other end is this game that's like, well, I, my person doesn't talk. These people don't really talk to me. And when they do the li- voice lines are terrible. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I don't really give a shit about this world. I'm just happy to blow it to smithereens. Yeah. Um, which I do kind of feel, but I also like in some, in some of these moments, I'm just, uh, role-playing, imagine, imagining it's better. Right. And, and so I don't disagree sure, with any, yeah. any of the things you yeah, guys yeah. are saying. No, I hear uh, you. Yeah. I, it, I, it's, it goes back to what you said where you were like, the less you like the game, the worse all this stuff is, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're really vibing with the game and you're role-playing, like all of this stuff is more impactful. Every email is cooler and more interesting and every decision matters more and stuff. Yeah, Danny, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that I, I don't disagree with anything you just said. I do think just by the nature of this type of game, it makes these moments a little just weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I think if you had to choose, if you had to choose, and you got a different ending depending, like at uh, whether or not you're going to save Ellie in The Last of Us, um, like that, even though it you don't have, even though now you have control over the situation, it would still feel like there's just I've, there's way more of my own emotion, um, or like engaging with my own thoughts about it than than some of these, but. Yeah, I think that's the nature of the medium. You definitely have to use your imagination a little bit to enjoy this game more. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad thing. I think that just is a thing that you should, a right. caveat of this, of this, of an immersive sim like this. Right. I mean, right. I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, I think at one point we were like, are you, are you going to like games where your decisions really matter? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and like, this isn't maybe the best version of it, but it, it it's, you know, it's in the realm, right? It's like they have to build a game that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not D and D, right? It's not totally limitless. There are yeah. confines. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's wonk. It's very wonky. Right? <laughs> Has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, another thing that they said, another couple things they said on that bullet points podcast, because a lot of the time they spent talking about like choice and like, choice in games and stuff like that and um one of the things that the woman said again was i'm not trying to invest my own personality in someone who really isn't like me which i think is a reflection on just like morgan themselves because yeah i mean it's not just that like last of us is a great story throughout it's also that like they feel human like the people feel real and, you know, this is not just in the future, but it's also just like a completely parallel universe. Like JFK didn't get assassinated and like there's aliens and like, you know, so it's like even more detached than your average game from any sort of reality or, or humanity. And when it comes to the end of the game, you aren't even human. You're the memory of a human in a in a typhon. So maybe that's what they were going for, you know, and maybe like that just didn't work for me. But, you know. I don't know. And then, you know, just on the like choose your own adventure genre, I, I'm not sure that I agree with this, but I thought it was an interesting quote that the host said. He said, play your own way, which is basically what they were calling like choose your own adventure type of game where your decisions matter or whatever, is a euphemism for we don't have the courage of our conviction. <laughs> By just leaving it sort of like open ended, like you can do any of these different things and get a different result and i thought that was it kind of resonated with me because this game didn't work for me yeah i i def i totally disagree with that okay but i don't disagree obviously it resonates with you for a reason yeah, in this yeah, case. yeah so but yeah i just think it's it's just a different it's a different kind of expression of the you know different type of expression through the medium that i think is a uh, one done well is amazing and i i still i do feel that this game does it extremely well i don't think the choose your own story is necessarily done amazingly well especially because the story you get different endings but the outcome is the same in all of them basically Um, but uh well the question i mean and i i don't i think you can hate this game right along i think i think the thing is they obviously could make a shooter or they could make a game where you hack everything. Right. Of course. Like, yeah, of course. like the, the idea that they did this because they aren't confident in one of those directions is like, 
just I just feel like asinine, right? It's it's right. not. Maybe they were talking about specifically the story, not the gameplay. Yeah, I mean, I think even that, right? Like, what is that? They're like, well, we don't know what to do with the story, so we're gonna have a bunch of options because we can't actually come up with something. It just seems like, <laughs> yeah. And they also just made Dishonored, which is like a on rails story game before oh, okay. this. Um, I mean, the levels are open ended, and you can do these kind of like you can be a sneaky person, a hacker, a fighter. Oh, okay, okay. But the story is. Well, that's there are a few choices you can make, but it's not it's not super meaningful. <laughs> gotcha. Um, well, this was the Austin studio, not the French studio. True, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they don't know how to do it. Yeah, maybe they don't know shit. Um, like they're they're very. It, it, did you guys watch that documentary, the No Clip thing I said? No, I didn't watch. Sorry. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> I mean, it's really it's really fascinating the way they talk about the development. Like different people are in charge. Uh, the way they have it broken up is like different people are in charge of different areas, and they develop kind of like a that space the people in it the stories oh, and cool. they all they all like kind of know what everyone else is doing and they'll like if that story decides they decided to f- take it to another room they continue to develop that story there in that space with those developers so it's this like weird kind of like interactive like it's like a very they're like v- very coherently developing this in this Almost mm. in the way you play it, right? Yeah, and it's, it sounds like they're developing it in a spaceship and going room right. to room, like literally. Right, and the criticism of it's messy and bad, I totally, yeah, I think is totally fair. And yeah, yeah. Um, but like they're that's they're doing that, right? They're like yeah, they yeah, set yeah. it on this crazy adventure for that purpose. I feel um, you. I I do. If you guys have something else strong, please jump. Stop me, but um. I think something we we talked to maybe a little bit briefly previously was like pace and like length mm. is at some point, like even though Danny and I enjoy this, like there are only a certain set of creative ways to interact with problems. And even if you have like every tree developed, you're going to figure it out or you kind of get it and yeah. it stops being fun. Um, so even though you hit that pretty early, uh, I think eventually it does just it just happens and like Danny was saying he just wanted to end the game and uh, I was like fascinated to see how they, the game did certain things uh, and there were some of these amazing moments where like I created a typhon out of a dead body and <laughs> it was like the nightmare was there and he was creating lightning under this platform and he just killed the nightmare after enough time went by oh because he was God. like electro flying the floor and like that was awesome but yeah it's cool you know, wouldn't I think I played for like fifty hours, right? It's it didn't You're psycho. <laughs> right. It didn't like it doesn't make four hours of the game good. Um but I, I wanted to read this uh I don't know, like when when all the hack the military guys are flying around, were you guys just like this is a fucking were were you just like this is so hard Alon? How are you getting through that? Oh, the engineering, yeah, yeah, the oh military, my God, those fucking things. I was, well, I was just stunning, like all of them, yeah, and okay. just sprinting, fucking, sprinting past them, disaster. yeah, basically stun and sprint. That was that was my last like five hours of the game. It's funny. I was having a lot of fun with the game at that point, and then that happened. I was like, "This is fucking. This is going to be terrible." Yeah, They're and so luckily, annoying. but same deal. I like more quickly than I expect. They're they're so tanky too. Yeah, so I thought so I was like fucking tanky. I was like, "This is gonna." suck so much but it, yeah i ended up doing the same thing a lot 
So there's a couple there's a couple things like one is I feel like I just knew the space station so well. And so I could I would like hack one. They would sorry, not hack. I would mind control one and then just like sprint the other way and like glue up a wall and then like mind control one and then run. And I was reading this review by Rob or this article by Rob Zachney of like Waypoint, uh, the vice uh, gaming uh, mast. And he said. uh, uh it had become, he basically is talking about this at, at this stage of the game. He said, it had become my station, a labyrinth in which Morgan <laughs> Yu was now the Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's sick. And it, it kind of, um, it's not quite like you are the Doom guy, but it's like what you've been doing in this space, getting to know it, learning the game systems, you now, like, it, it's, it's more like what, you know, the, the uh, Watchmen quote, like, you're not, <laughs> i'm not trapped in here with you you're trapped in here with yeah, me, right yeah. you've got this whole place like mechanically knowledge wise skill wise like neuromod wise dialed in and you just you're like a composer wreaking havoc on it you're the pianist like yeah. like or whatever um <laughs> yeah but that I, quote, I, definitely, I really wanted to read yeah i, yeah, I love that and it's so sick i didn't experience it to that full extent unfortunately but i did like uh i came out I'm trying to remember when it is. I think I guess it's when uh when Dahl is at Alex's bunker and you're trying to get to it before he kills him. Yeah. Um I came out, the nightmare was hunting me. <laughs> so I've got the military operators all over me, a bunch of typhons, and the nightmare. The nightmare, which is a twenty million feet tall, huge monster that goes through walls and two shots yeah yeah and it's like a random chance to spawn i guess every yeah. time you enter a room and so i got unlucky and this was it and um i was like i died like five or six times immediately like trying to get up to dolls like how the fuck am i gonna do this and then i realized that i had my glue path that i'd built you know 15 hours ago maybe 10 hours ago in the game that got me up to the uh, escape pod. And so I was like, oh. oh. So I just booked it to that glue path. And one time when I tried, the the nightmare blew up one of the glue blocks, and so then I ended up dying. But then the, <laughs> the next time I tried, I was able to get up my old path and make it in there. And that's so so that was I definitely felt the... Uh, that's the closest I came to feeling like I was the Minotaur. It yeah. was hard because the nightmare was present. You know? <laughs> the Minotaur was there, but it's... Uh, yeah, the game-breaking nightmare that makes yeah. you makes you feel weak no matter how strong you are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just a brief, just a brief aside. Also, there, there's a cutscene that plays after you like get Alex, and the nightmare killed me during the cutscene. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you it's not that. really that a cutscene. Sick. Yeah, I, I hope I did too. Um, yeah, no, the mastery of the space is something I think they did really well, and that's where another you know, where we started another, like, sort of genre crossover. Like, I felt the same way that I did in Castlevania, where I was just like, I fucking know where everything is in this castle. I'm stronger than everything. I can kill anything. Like, I can get to any room so fast. Like, it it felt really good in that way. Um, The ending... I thought was so predictable and so cheesy, like the actual the story <laughs> ending of the game, like the post, you know, leaving the ship or whatever. And I was hoping that the ending was going to be like this whole thing was like 
a plot device to make you take over the company or something. Like I thought it was sort of like gonna be like something evil like that. Like this whole thirty hours you just played on mastering the space station was so you could take control of the space station and like use the power of the Typhons or something like that for your for yourself or something. Right, but it ended up being like a simulation. <laughs> well, it, yeah, and it ended up being like, do you right? Do you want to we want to stop the typhon it's like isn't that what we've been doing this whole time anyway right it like wasn't even it was like a twist that was the same thing you've actually been doing i mean i guess you're a typhon but like it's not it's it's still like we just want to stop them yeah yeah it It was really weird and like they already had the twist in the really strong opening they already had the twist of like a simulation so they're just like oh, let's do a simulation in a simulation. I was just like, dude, come on. Like, put any effort into something else, please. Like, it, it was such an unsatisfying way to end the game when I finally got there. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think Chuck, I think Chuck asked basically two questions. One is like, what do you think about that ending sequence where you're basically just rushing through trying to do something? Yeah. And I think like, I, for me, it was definitely the Minotaur feeling. Um, <laughs> but... And so I agree. I think it was cool, but um, yeah, like I'm not categorically opposed to twists like this. Yeah, yeah. I just think I think sometimes they're just like, oh, whatever. And that's how I feel about this. Oh, whatever. But yeah. I think they could have done something with it. Like, well, I mean, what, the one that I said would have been like an insane right. twist. Yes, yes. Like yeah. that would have been so sick if you yeah. were I'm playing evil your game next. or you were a typhon or whatever, and you. You thought you were Morgan, but you actually just killed everyone and took over the ship and spread Typhons to Earth or something. Like, so sick. I would have been like, oh my god. <laughs> what are, what have I done? That's the moral <laughs> question I wanted. What have I done? Instead, it was like, I have to... Okay, I did everything. I'm at the end. I have to kill January or I can't end the game. I was like, what? It's like, what? This is like... The only person i don't want to kill you know and then then you get the end the ending where you're evaluated by alex and the other drones i was just like come on man so what ending did you have alon so you did the neurowave okay where you have to kill january because she won't let you do that because you're not blowing up the ship mm-hmm. you're just like temporarily destroying the typhon you do that it sh- sends like an electric shock through the entire ship and kills the really big alien that's engulfing the entire ship um and then yeah and then you wake up and it was all a simulation what about you guys did you kill everyone when you woke up or did you uh no there hand? was there were oh oh yeah i killed everyone yeah yeah for sure oh yeah <laughs> that wasn't even a question yeah. you're a typhon um, through and through i thought you meant did i kill every human oh, no. in, through my playthrough which i didn't and there were times where i was trying to save people and then i like messed up uh, like we talked about in discord like i thought i was saving this guy in the fucking uh what was he in the guy in floating a shipping in shipping yeah, in a shipping container. So I was like, oh, press the button, and then yeah, he died. Um, but no, Oops. I didn't kill everyone. I wasn't all bad, but then I killed them when I woke up. I was a. Uh... I was aiming, I was planning on blowing up the station my whole playthrough. That's what I thought I was going to do, and then 
when the giant Typhon showed up, I was like, oh, 100% null wave. And that's what I ended up doing. I was like, I'm going to blow up the station, but now they're here. Like, this isn't the only big alien. Like, this is, <laughs> we got we got to figure something else out. There's We can't just nuke this and be done and wash our hands. Sounds like it. you're role playing. I, wa- I told you I was. Yeah. Um, the big alien is so sick, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking sick. Also, if you are bad throughout your playthrough, I'm pretty sure Alex just kills you at the end. Oh, really? Like, if you yeah. kill enough Wait, I people. Didn't, I didn't see that ending. Oh, like when you wake up? When you wake up yeah, at the yeah. Typhon, yeah, Alex yeah. is like, yeah, you, you, we have to kill you. And I think here. if you escape... Well, did you actually do the escape pod ending, Danny? Yeah, so it, it actually, it was kind of a spoiler because yeah, yeah I, d- I did the escape pod really early on and I didn't, you don't really know what's going on. I don't, I think the screen stays black if you get that ending. Um, I don't know if it stays black if you get it, you know, after null waving or nuking the station, but um, he says like, this one wasn't, this one wasn't the right yeah. one. Like, let's start the tests again start the test find yeah. a new subject or something like that yeah so i, I did i did get endings. that ending yeah 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 that it does stay black that's that's all that happens oh, basically yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah yeah i don't know didn't like it sorry guys <laughs> sorry everyone the the one other thing i really liked i don't know if you like this salon was just like the dis- the the staging of the of the areas like finding a person with glue sprayed everywhere and like they're or like someone who killed themselves by shooting glue into their face (laughs) or uh and it's one of these games where like i think where it's strongest right is where you tell the story right you piece together what happened rather than like someone giving you some shitty dialogue right it's the strength of the game is those kind of like self-told stories and uh it's not the like heavy-handed narrative um i think it's like keeping with everything else we're saying Um, i I sort of agree and disagree because um i like i i thought about subnautica like when you get the transcribes uh, in this game and i thought it reminded me of subnautica when you find the audio files i forget what they're called in that game and they're so good in Subnautica, like the some the storytelling, like when you find that family on the island and like some other like crashed ships and stuff like that. Like it's it's really good, and it's part of the reason that makes it really good is it left a lot of imagination, a lot of space for imagination there. Like you are just hearing not even really the story you're just sort of hearing life and what's going on and like they're arguing or and you're you're able it's sort of like book versus a movie vibe where you're able to just like fill the holes with your own imagination in a book whereas a movie just shows you and i did find that like there was stuff in this game that i liked where you you know like you said like the, the examples you gave i did really like but then there was other stuff where i was like I don't know. I see. I get all their like D and D character sheets, and like I'm reading all of these emails, and I was just like, "This isn't like painting me a picture of the person. These are just like generic objects that a person may have." Like I, I didn't feel like those were good elements of, um, 
I don't know, character design. Is that even the right word? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like I don't, I didn't think those were interesting at all or stories that I would have liked to hear more about, but there were some that were very good ones. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I think, I think the more contained set pieces are what I liked. Like, yeah, like hearing, like reading a bunch of email back and forth is like a bunch of writing, right? It's yeah. or like the D and D sheets. It's like, uh, yeah, okay, like they're all humans. I get it. Yeah, like all the words. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I like you know, I like one of my favorite things in Subnautica is like there's that audio thing of like the priest who's shooting down in the escape pod who like says some prayer, insane prayer yeah. as he's about to die, and then you find his escape pod and he's dead. Um, and like that to me is like very reminiscent of like a lot of the scenes in this yeah. Yeah, when yeah. The, when there's too much, you, yeah, you're, you write exactly. You can't use your imagination. It's yeah, like, totally. It's, they did know, just, do a lot of good stuff. There was, I had a lot of problems with like noise pollution though, like where Alex would be saying something and January would be saying something and a transcription all saying something. And there's only closed captioning for one of the three. And it just is literally... <laughs> You can't under it's like you can't understand a word of any of them. <laughs> it's like how is this a problem in a 2017 game like, that they can't just if a wave is playing, don't play another one. It's, like, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, I, there. I, yeah, I think this is loosely connected, but just like some of the, some of the side quests are awesome. I think just like really fun little stories and. Um, doesn't land every time that you come across and like kind of piece these things together. But, um, is there one that stuck out to you? The cook side quest. I really enjoyed, um, is a little over the top, I think, but (laughs) like the kind of the shock of he lets you in and then locks you in the freezer. And then later, like the recycler charges everywhere. I love that. Um, even though like I got fucking wasted, (laughs) <laughs> and sent, sent, I, I was at the main lift, I think, and got blown up by one. I got sent all the way back to when I met him in the kitchen because I hadn't uh, saved or something something oh like that. No. Fair um, but uh uh and then also the Danielle storyline where she's outside of the ship by the pool and you have to sl- like hit the glass with your wrench to get her to come out. Like that moment was also, just really rare interactions with people who are still alive, and that one was yeah. really good. Uh, the way she looks like, when she's like she's like swimming through space, it looked mm-hmm. really amazing. Yeah, yeah, so sick. Um, yeah, and then like some of it is just like I don't know, like the cargo bay survivor crew is like really underbaked. Like, yeah, all the character really models bad. look really weird. No one is a real person except uh, Elazar, who has the reason become, I'm alive uh, is because of Chief Elazar. <laughs> Boy, yeah, they all have like you, two voice lines or something. <laughs> yeah, Morgan. Yeah. It's like the Marines in Halo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, uh, but like, but Elazar is also a character who is really cool, I thought, throughout the story, like, who doesn't understand the full story, but like knows how to survive. Like, a re- I don't know, a really interesting one. Her backstory, you like kind of read about the invasion and all this stuff is, is cool. One of like the few characterizations that I really liked. Um, but then also, yeah, you see her and she's like walking around like this. <laughs> the whole time it's like yeah. i almost I, yeah i almost preferred when i didn't when i never saw these yeah people. right now, yeah. exactly right like, that's kind of what i was saying right yeah yeah no you're totally right yeah maybe we should play it again and kill everybody right away so you never have to yeah. see them yeah you know, run, a, give run me a the script that kills all characters yep. <laughs> yeah kill all um, god I, I i also 
I played this game where I'm pretty much uh, before I did anything, I saved and then did both possible like things. Oh. Like a lot of times, I would just like kill someone and see what would happen. Uh, and this is part of like the the success or how immersed in like a playground I felt like I was in this game, and I really liked it. But like when I beat the game, I spent like I don't know an hour doing every possible thing where like I killed Alex and then ended it, then killed January and Alex, then killed January and then um, like killed Doll like on the shuttle and shit like that. And uh, I I just felt. Even though a lot of times nothing nothing came of it, it wasn't quite like Kojima esque in that sense. It like was, it's there was enough variation when I did things like that that I I felt uh I just always felt rewarded for playing around in the space. Yeah, I did that too. Just like not every time. Sometimes I like wanted to be like, "This is my decision," but mm-hmm. a couple times I'd be like, "Yeah, I was very disconnected." I'd be like, "Oh, what happens if you do this?" This is well, just I, like, only, I had my decision and knew what I was going to keep. Okay. Playing yeah. through, but I wanted to know. You know, it's mm-hmm. like watching a YouTube video. Instead of going to YouTube and watching what happens, otherwise I just right. did it. Which <laughs> <laughs> is what I did. Um, but I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I've said this at any point. I, re- I loved this game. It's like a first, first single player game I played in a, one of the few single player games I played in a while were like very few moments that I feel like I was grinding and just getting mm. through it. I was like, I just really, I had a lot. I thought it was very fun. Just a really fun game. Wow. Well, we're going to start doing ratings, right? Is it time? Yeah, do you want to do them live? I don't know. Shouldn't It's part of the podcast, right? Yeah. Should you want to give the criteria, Teddy? Yeah, so we're we're going to try and like basically to uh I I I don't want to like rate the overall quality of the game, but I would like to have something that like we can look back on and like compare yeah. like for posterity. Like, what did Alon think of the immersive sim? What did Danny think of the card game? Um, and uh, just kind of like as a touchstone over time. Uh, so basically, the uh, the categories Alon are. I don't. I actually don't have them. <laughs> I don't have them open either. Isn't it senses but- fun and? Um- recommend uh, yes yeah, yeah, yeah is that what yeah. it is yeah and I'm the only am i the only one who does any work around here yeah i mean sometimes yeah. yeah and it was like the michelin star guide was sort of like the inspiration right yeah so Mi- i was shocked a couple of years ago to find out that the michelin rating system is the michelin tire company uh, maybe i'm the only person who no i, this was I never to. put that together oh, okay. i i had always as a joke thought that was the case yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah it's actually it, yeah. the case um so there's three stars. One star is okay. Sorry. Also, they created this restaurant rating system to get people to use more tires. Uh, <laughs> so one star is you should uh, go to this restaurant on your way to a place. Uh, if you're driving somewhere or going somewhere, if it's on the way, stop there. Two is you should go out of your way, basically take a detour to go to this restaurant. And a three star Michelin restaurant is make a dedicated trip to go to this restaurant. Um, so basically if we're giving it a star, it's worth doing, right? Um, so, uh, we're going to combine all these for all three of us and then that's going to, we'll, 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 I don't know, have a Google We're experimenting, but I, yeah. I think it, like you said, I think like for just archiving sake, right. it's going to be really interesting to look back. Um, yeah, so Based on the Michelin, it'll be the same. It's like fun, like 
One is there were fun parts. Two, I thought whatever most of it was fun three this whole this game was super fucking fun yeah, rip know, roaring good time yeah it's just a the roaring 20s all over again <laughs> <laughs> um so should we start with fun i mean i don't know which one do you want to start with yeah I'll, I'll, let's start with i'll start with senses because i feel like that's okay yeah so i think this game's a three out of three i think it like it is the game is just thick with style um, it looks amazing. It's, it's not, I mean, I think it's beautiful. Like when you first get out of your apartment and you're in space, I was just like, oh my God, this is awesome. When you first get into the station and look out and see the moon, I was like, this is so fucking cool. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know how they could have done a better job. Loved it. So if style's your thing, check it out, Go, make a dedicated <laughs> trip. <laughs> use, use those tires up. And Danny, it looks like you agree. Yeah uh yeah beautiful game spacewalking is so good just like the rotating all the way around the thrust the fact that if you like thrust and crash into something going too fast you break your bones it's just like (laughs) i love it i just i just love it um so yeah senses three for sure i'm gonna go two what the I, fuck? I still that two's good. Two star Michelin restaurant. You still go out yeah. of your way to go, go to that your restaurant. Way to have, have some looks. Yeah, I mean, I the space walking was probably my favorite part of the entire game. Like I, I thought it was just unbelievable. Like every aspect of it, the feeling, the look, and just all of it was the disorientation, incredible. But there was. Well, first of all, we we didn't even mention the Mick Gordon music, but I didn't really like it. Like the Doom twenty sixteen bangers, like throughout the playing the game and listening after the game. Pray the music sort of like I don't know. There's just like ambient sounds and like yeah, the textures are cool and some maybe specific parts are sort of intense, but like overall, I didn't love it. Um, you know, and I'm including too many audio files being played at once like didn't love that and the sort of just the spaceship just being in the ship i didn't find like particularly engaging to my senses like the generic sort of room and desk with a chair and a table and coffee cup like i was just like yeah it's just like a empty space a boring looking spaceship although there were other really cool parts and like my background is like fucking sick. Like the coral and some of the typhons are amazing. But yeah, overall, two is still still very good. Yeah. I just to quickly respond to that. I uh I agree on the music. When I listened to it separately, I was like, I feel like I've barely heard most of these. Yeah. It's like I don't I think some of it maybe is the mix and I didn't really notice it, but really it's like the menu music I recognize. Yeah, the menu music is unreal. Yeah. <laughs> like the splash screen when you first open this game is like this is the gonna be the best game I've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Um but I also think I, I agree that like or I hear what you're saying about there being like a desk and a chair. I think the reality is that there are desks and chairs yes. in offices. Yeah, yeah. But I think they do a good job. Like, um, like a lot of the artwork is really cool. And like the, the museum, is cool. there's like a museum with all these artifacts and like a model of the space station. Um, there's like little handouts about art being important and why they have it, yeah. uh, throughout the station and stuff. So anyways, I just think you're wrong. That's did you realize they, did you realize I, 
at one point you're finding all these cigars and stuff throughout yeah i found a ton of cigars yeah and i didn't really think about it but at one point someone i found a transcribe when someone's like oh the station smells like fucking smoke or something and i was like oh my god they're fucking smoking on the space station <laughs> in this alternate future i was like what the fuck yeah they're like playing cards yeah. and just huffing cigars yeah i didn't really think of that yeah, yeah i didn't notice it the funny. first time i played um also like <laughs> uh this the space station i'm pretty sure is to scale from space when you're outside and uh fucking awesome if you are like in the arboretum or in a place with big glass like the dynamic lighting system will just like change throughout the the entire rotation scale is actually something we didn't talk about that i think is also one of the best things of the game the scale the size of the ship the relative size of the typhon the your size when you're outside the ship like all of it just like makes sense you know the fact that i can like look at the nightmare we were talking before and be like yeah it's like 20 feet tall and like feel pretty confident in that you know <laughs> it's like it's kind of crazy but yeah 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 it's it's a, one of the great achievements of the game is like yeah this this the, the level design or the design of this station yeah. is amazing yeah yeah it's very very good well um that took forever uh I know. We'll, we'll, we'll do the ratings quickly at the end again <laughs> <laughs> we should no, do it. need like a graphic like a clickbaity graphic for the mm-hmm. uh, thumbnail of the ratings or something yeah. yeah we should do it at the beginning i feel like this would be the whole this could be the whole po- podcast it's great <laughs> yeah seriously. Um, i think fun two out of three it's kind of clunky um but i like that as soon as it gets boring you can just finish the game uh like I, I think fun in terms of like I feel like I'm exploring. Uh, I like the different ways you can get into everything. That's what I'm considering fun, even though like it's not a tight combat game. Yeah, I had so much fun whenever I was playing. Um, and like you said, it was amazing. That I could just free myself from the boredom if I wanted to. Um, and I, I think I give it. Man, I, I think I'm gonna give it a three. Amazing. No shame in that. Yeah. Um. So, what does a one mean for fun? Means- I, I think it's too good. I think you need to give it. One means it's fun. One means oh. it's fun. Go yeah. to the restaurant on if you're on the way. Yeah. So, like, if if it's on a Steam sale, download it. It's fun. Yeah. So, I think it's less than a one. Zero. Yeah. N- yeah. No. No. Yeah. Score. I'm not giving it a score for fun. Yeah. I don't think it's fun. Love it. And then. The last one's recommend, which we're we're I think describing recommend as like you'd recommend it within the genre. Is that what that's what we decided, right? Well, I think I think one would be if you're into this genre. Oh, okay. If this is your speed, you should play it. But you know, like don't play it if like if you are hate shooters, you're not good at shooters, and this is a shooter and it's like okay, be like don't like stay away because it's gonna like it has a lot of issues. Right, okay. but um, two what's two would, and what's three? Two is um, uh, if you basically play games, you should play this. Um, like if you just are like, I play a diverse set of games and I want to check games out. Like play yeah. three out of three would be like if you met someone on the street and they're like, I want to play a video game. You'd be like, <laughs> you got to play this so game. Drop everything. Figure and, out how to play this game. Yeah, a Okay, okay, I understand um teddy why don't you start no no i i started twice okay, okay i've got okay. mine i've got mine uh, i say two 
for sure. Okay. I can imagine, well, I think just because, partially because of Lon's experience, but also like, I can definitely, I, some people I know who play games, I would not, I don't think they would enjoy the game. So yeah, to I'm me, three too. is almost like even non gamers, you'd be like, right. you should really play this game to see what a game is like capable of almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And that, yeah, that, that, I don't think that this can hit a three for that reason. Like, I don't think a non gamer could ever like enjoy this. Right. You never heard music before? Listen to Stravinsky. You're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to fucking, yeah, I don't know, some experimental like right, noise right. shit. Right. Um, I mean, one is a given because it's like, yeah, if you're into immersive sims or exploring or space or any of the shit, like it's automatic one. Maybe I'll give it like a one and a half or something like that. Like just say I, one, just say one. I think that's fine. Yeah, that's a good. That's I, good. I mean, I do think that like I'm the outlier, though. You know what I mean? That's why. That's the only reason why I'm hesitating is because I think you know, just based on like you guys, but also our whole Discord loves this game. So I'm like, most gamers probably like this, and I'm the weird one. So that's why I was like, maybe one and a half or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's worth saying, like, this game sold terribly. It was a big commercial. Oh, really? Is a commercial failure. Oh. The dude, the French dude who made, like, who ran this game left the company afterwards. Wow. <laughs> it was like, uh big there was like a review controversy because there was a bunch of technical issues at the time of launch so i had um, so many technical issues yeah i had a few but not as many as you i didn't know i don't think i had any yeah so like i don't think you'd be alone in saying okay i'll go on a safe a safe review yeah like a safe recommend I, i i would definitely you know i think i would be like i don't know make sure you've played an immersive sim before playing this game kind of thing, right? It's, I, I'd be hesitant, even though I love it, I, I'm hesitant to recommend it because yeah. it's like, it's complicated. There's a little bit that, I, I forgot to bring this up when we are podcasting, but you just reminded me, there's a little bit of like, my Metal Gear angle, which was like, I just wish I knew this stuff because it just would have made the whole game more fun. Like, I wish I knew about, like, Kojima's humor and knew about all of the, like, weird interactions that you can create because I I just missed out on most of it and just was, like, struggling and frustrated for most of the game, you know, where right. it didn't have to be that way. And there's a little bit of that in this game where I'm just like, huh, yeah, I guess I would have just done this differently. Like, I don't have a exact example, but just, like, I don't know. Yeah, do you think, like, what's the way around this, like, or in the future? Like, should we, like, play some of the game together? Do you want to, like, watch? Like, should we watch you stream or something? Um, I don't know. Let's think about that. Yeah, okay. But so, yeah, I'm a one. one. Danny, you said you're a two, right? Two. Teddy? I think one. I think I'm a one. Um, wow. Yeah, I just would feel good about being like, if you like Immersive Sims, it's a good game for you. Yeah, However, this yeah, kind of like got sure. me, this really got me into Immersive Sims, so maybe it is a two. I mean, um, like, when Damon suggested that Nate should play this in our Discord, that happened, I was like, absolutely, you're going to fucking love this game. You know, and that, that mm-hmm. to me, is like a strong one. I'm like, that, but like, you know, if, I don't know, 
someone else that we're friends with on Discord or whatever is like, oh, should I play it? Like, should I buy that game right now? Just, you know, I would, I would hesitate a lot. Yeah. I just finished Call of Duty. Should I, should I buy this? I'd be like, yeah. Like yeah, someone I, I play league with or Rocket League with or something, I wouldn't be, I'd be like, eh, probably not. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's risky, right? It's like, yeah. You're about to spend 40 hours. I mean, I guess that's the other thing we we should Reading talk about. Emails. Is like, yeah. Like, if if this didn't work for you and you weren't doing this for the pod, you'd have just you know closed your laptop and moved on. Well, that's right? another like, thing, yeah. right? Like, and that's kind of like one of the weird things about it. It's like you, what happens like to me normally. It's like oh, I didn't get it, and I stopped playing after four hours, and I talked to Chuck, Damon, you know, somebody else, and they're like, no, dude, like once you get to this point in the game, it's like totally different, and you got to do this thing, and I'm like, oh, okay, next, you know, I'll, I'll play this in a few months, eventually. Right? Yeah, yeah, and then I end up doing it like, oh wow, this really is good. Um, yeah, so, no, I mean, I think I, I think a little bit of that happened via you guys for me through the podcast. You know, it's yeah. like because I was basically just like all negative, but then you know, there's there's cool stuff. <laughs> there is some cool stuff. You know, I'm not giving it all zeros, right? right. But um, yeah. Wow. All right. So we'll compile the scores. We'll keep them. We'll keep them up somewhere. And uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. Send us your ratings. Yeah. Yeah. And the people's ratings. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that as well. Yeah. We um, can pin, we should pin like everyone's ratings in the, uh, yeah. That's in a the good game club, idea. In the game club channel. That's a really good idea. The Patreons. Mm-hmm. Patreons. Yeah. Patreons only. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much to all our, uh, our patrons. We really appreciate it. We, we, games are cheaper if not free yet. So, uh, keep, keep that coming. Um, and yeah, thank you. thanks for That's everyone amazing. who just participates. Uh, yeah, it's so great hanging. Um, it's a lot of fun to be able to just pop into the game club channel and like see, see the memes or whatever people are talking about with the, within the game. I love that. It makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. yeah. Like Milk uh, said, it makes it more, it makes it less lonely too. Just knowing that like there's a group of people all playing it. <laughs> right. Um, I, I kind of, I'm not going to say what our next game is because last time we did that, we ended up like the only time we picked a game on the podcast live, we ended up changing it. We changed. So, um, I'm not going to do that. So we'll, and we'll just add it in post. Yeah. 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 Thanks a lot. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Bye. Get off my ship. For the next game club episode, we will be playing the original Halo from 2001. Happy gaming.